0: What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Andy's birthday, Friday, February 16th, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Come to me, camera. Come
2: to me. I would love the camera to
1: stay there the entire show.
2: <laughs> Why did course. it not move,
0: you know? <laughs> I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Ana Yoya Jr. Good morning, Tim.
1: It's always something here, but like it always gets me. It's win. always something it's random. It's something new. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I... It, it always is something new for me. Yeah. Right? Like, I think the only consistent things is like one of the smoke machines
2: working. Right? Yeah. Like,
1: that's like, that's thing. Like, okay. it's like, all right, cool, that happens. But yeah, it's always something new, yes, which is I'm, hilarious.
2: I'm so tired of it always being something new. I like, know. <laughs> it's th- never. That anyway. button has always worked. It's that's always worked.
0: That's the fun, man. You know? I guess. You need a little, <laughs> little randomization in your life. Oh, it's yeah. like when Sakurai introduced tripping into Brawl. Exactly. Everyone loved that. Everybody
1: loved it. Everybody. It's like a roguelike for <laughs> podcasting. How are you doing, Bless? We made it to Friday. We did make it to friday
0: which means we got a weekend ahead of us which means we get to play as many video games as we want without our mom
1: saying shit. <laughs> is that what you think of the weekends yeah as it, an adult man uh-huh. at the age of what 33 are you jesus 34, 34 34 and a half yeah, yeah like I, I guess i have that too right yeah. I, I mean my thing is i'm playing video games during the week too right? uh-huh. like i have a job where i get to just play games at work yeah. <laughs> sometimes uh-huh. most a lot of the time depending on like review season yada yada but like you know now i honestly If I'm being real, I'm looking towards the weekend, and I'm like, I don't have to play video games. That's pretty cool. I could just maybe watch a show or something. Yeah. I was watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith last Uh night. Finally made it to episode
2: six, I think is what I just finished. you're right towards the end. How many episodes is it? Eight. Oh, I didn't know that. But Blast Blast, if I may, if I may, I'd love to pitch a show. What's that? Ted. Uh, Roger was telling me to watch Ted. It's a lot of fun. I heard good things. I I really, really like Family Guy. It's... It's very Family Guy esque, but like not too much Family Guy. It's mm. good. I highly recommend it. I'm on episode four. I'm slow playing it. One episode a night, having a great time.
1: Hell yeah. I mean, I, I might make that, I might put that on my list. Cause yeah, Family Guy is one that I think we don't look back on Family Guy fondly enough. I'm not well, gonna say. It here's was, the thing. I don't know that we need to look back because it's still going. Yeah, like, but this is the thing. It's a good, it was a show that was so good that it just went, kept going and didn't become as good, but I think has maybe looped back around to being good again from what I've heard about that that watch Family Guy now. Yeah, it's like the same thing with South Park, same thing with like... um, Young Sheldon. uh, (laughs) Young (laughs) Sheldon? No, we're not going to bring Young Sheldon into this. SpongeBob, right? Where SpongeBob, I don't know if SpongeBob's good anymore, but when I was a kid... Like, that was the fucking peak of SpongeBob, and then it just kept going because it was so good, but then eventually, you can't be good forever. Like, you can't be at your peak forever, and so that happens with all these cartoons that just keep—look at The Simpsons, for example, Mm -hmm. right? You gotta have bad seasons at a certain point, and I think that happened to Family Guy, and then, like, everybody just started hitting on Family Guy because it's like, oh, it's that thing that we all liked in high school. But I'm like, there's a reason why we liked it in high school. That's because it was fucking good. Family Guy was fucking good. You don't think
2: it was that we were less mature?
1: I mean, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, I, w- I went back and watched some old family guy recently, and I was like, no, nah, they, yeah. <laughs> they had it. They had it. They had it. this I stuff. And so, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to watch Ted. But um, I, I will say about Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I keep going back and forth on it because mm. I started off very high. And then now that I've gotten deeper into the season and I've seen what the show is, I'm like, okay, I like this direction. But, man, it is, it is tough to see two people just argue. Yeah. Like an entire yeah. for like three episodes of television straight, where I'm like, I this is stressful, man. Yeah. Like I feel like people get enough of this in their real life. Now I'm just watching just two people just argue about everything. Oh, Plus,
2: I love what you're saying because like I'm right there where it's like I really like it, and I think at the end I'm very positive. Mm-hmm. But I do think for like those three episodes, it was like I'm like I, this is stressful. Yeah, like I'm I, like can't they just be happy? Can't yeah. they just be
1: happy? It's like, why were we, I thought we were like, I thought we were here for espionage. Yeah. And I'm just watching two people argue. Yeah. And I'm like, listen. You like that sometimes. It do be like that I, I do have a quick
0: recommendation for both of you, actually. A movie that just came to Netflix that uh, was made in 2019, but is now finally on the platform. It's uh, called Plus One. Mm-hmm. It's Jack Quaid and Maya Erskine.
1: Oh. oh.
2: Maya from
0: Mr. Mister yeah. Mrs. Smith, uh, and Pen15, which is amazing. Okay, uh, ten. now it's Pen15? Yeah, it is. It is. you earned it in episode season episode. four. Yeah, it was penis uh, season one through three. Don't worry about it. Um, plus one <laughs> is amazing. Great rom-com. Great time. It's just a fun little movie. Yeah. But like, oh, it's Jack Quaid and my Erskine just having fun. That's being been- them. Being in love. you
1: love That's to That's awesome. See Speaking of things that we watched mm-hmm. on TV, yeah. <laughs> on our televisions, the Dice Awards happened last night. Yeah. And, like, I only, honestly, I, only, I only watched the opening act because I was like, I'm here opening for Dragon Stella. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm yeah. here for the, mo- for the opening uh-huh. monologue. Or do they call it a monologue when it's yeah. one person? Well, opening yeah. dialogue. Mm, di- mm. Opening dialogue. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I was here for the opening dialogue. That's,
2: that's how that works. Monologues, one person, two people is a dialogue.
1: Did you hear the applause that was happening out there just now?
0: Uh, they just sang happy birthday to Andy. Oh, uh, there's an energy today, everybody. I, you'll love to see it. This is, this is great. <laughs> but yes, I, I, I'm right there with you. I also watched the opening act dialogue of the DICE Awards. <laughs> um and shout out to everybody yeah right shout out to Drucker shout out to for for writing everything shout out to Greg and Stella for once again crushing it up there you know and I mean I, here's the thing mm-hmm. the the ability that Greg and them were given to say the things they're saying
1: yeah you kind of love to see it I I like I mean I'm somebody who I, I like edgy comedy right and like not in like a oh I like offensive comedy sort of way but i like when people make other people feel uncomfortable sometimes as long as it's healthy right as long as they're doing it in a non-toxic way and so yeah like greg and stella being on stage and poking jokes at different people and like you know like dunking on certain games but then also like you know being very open about hey this is what the industry is and let's let's have fun and let's celebrate but also let's like you know let's get some jabs here and there i think was hilarious the funniest thing the absolute funniest thing was Greg making, giving a big dunk on Embracer and then the camera cutting to a man that sort of resembles Lars, who's the CEO of Embracer, but turns out... And the whole internet thought it was him. <laughs> and the entire... Internet and then the internet was like, him. you know what? That's not him. It's not that man. I learned in a reply to my tweet from the one and only John Vignocchi of Nintendo, who's mm-hmm. sitting by this band, mm-hmm. that that man, not Lars. Yeah. It was uh, Dylan Rhodes, who's like on their strategic initiatives team, But everybody saw this man was like, oh, that's the appraiser's CEO. (laughs) And this is fucking hilarious. And him not actually being the CEO for me makes it even more funny.
0: (laughs) I just, I hope that that man is okay. I hope that he doesn't feel bad and I hope that he's not. You know, thinking himself that he is one of the worst people in the yeah, world.
1: In your opinion, do I delete the tweet? Because <laughs> I like, I just screenshotted it and I just said, No, you this have the is, context, though." You this have, like, is comedy gold. You're, the reply of everything. But now I knowing this isn't funny. Lars, I'm like, I don't want, I don't want this man to get malice from people. Well, then I mean, yeah. For, but I also have, the, I do
0: have the reply. Yeah, I, I think tweet. the reply makes it okay. But anyways, yeah, dice happened. Shout out to everybody. They they, they killed it. Uh, and if you didn't watch it, I highly recommend you at least watch the the opening bit because uh, it was very good. Yeah. And uh, very entertaining. And I think that it's really cool to see again. Everybody talks about the Game Awards. Everybody talks about the, what they want to see. I feel like DICE did a lot of those things. So mm. pretty cool to, to see it Also, there. shout out
1: Paris. You got to go uh, on stage. Absolutely. Super yep. cool. Shout out the homie Victoria Tran. So mm-hmm. many people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Kevin has up the tweet. And like, just fucking h- hilarious when you, when you think it's Lars. Yeah. And then you, when you find out it's not actually him. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow even more fucking funny.
0: Oh, man. Well, this is Games Daily, everybody. We talk about video games here sometimes. Uh, Today's stories include the Switch could launch in 2025. Insane. Oh, no. Bless. Uh, A respawn Mandalorian game. Oh, yes, bless, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad-free. You can watch us record them live, and you get a daily exclusive show. For a chance to be part of the show, you can submit your thoughts and opinions as YouTube Super Chats as we go. If they relate to the stories, we'll try to bring them up during the story. If they don't, we'll try to get to them at the end of the show. A little housekeeping for you: our reaction to the Xbox Business Update. It's up right now, as well as our XCast breakdown up, uh, of it. You can check that out on YouTube uh, and podcast services with the XCast. Um, but uh, I, another one I'd recommend watching. I, I feel like we had a really good discussion on the, the XCast uh, breaking down our thoughts on uh, what Xbox talked about and kind of what, where we kind of see the future of Xbox going to an extent. So definitely check that one out. Two drops are on the merch store. Uh, kind of funny broadcast and the cozy collection, which is a mega hit. Like there hasn't been a day in the last couple of weeks that I haven't seen somebody in the office wearing one of the the kind of funny crew necks for the uh, like the new ones. Yeah, which are dope as hell.
2: They're in. No, it's just the sample ones and a bunch of people got oh. samples, but not everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was to, coming, I was about to be though, like, yo, how do like who keeps taking the smalls? Cause I'm the one small person in this office. I was that about to be mad. So funny. Well, you can go to
0: kindofunny.com, like uh, to, to get all of those right now. Today is the last day that you'll be able to get these. So if you want any of these things, you're going to have to go shop right now. Uh, <laughs> And think you. kind
1: of slash store also works. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> this link just really threw me off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's the sad Andy that really gets me. Sad Andy. Oh, he goes after him. You yeah. over That's him. model Andy. He's trying to look all look, sexy. he's so sad. And then,
1: bam. Like when Andy friend. wants to be sexy, he just looks at the floor. It's like, oh, what's that? Who is that,
0: man? <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Carl Jacobs, Streaking Ain't Easy and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and Factor, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Sorry for some news. We have five stories
2: today. A Pinker's Dozen!
0: That was powerful, Kev. I liked that. Story number one, Nintendo Switch 2 could now launch in 2025, it is claimed. Uh, This comes from Andy Robinson at VGC. Nintendo's next console could launch later than expected in early 2025, it's claimed. Uh, That's according to Brazilian journalist Pedro Enrique Lute-Lipe, who claims in a new uh, Oxta control video that he received the information from five separate sources. According to the sources, they're working on games targeting Q1 2025 to launch launch alongside the console itself, which has internally slipped out of a previous 2024 target. Previously, VGC reported that Nintendo was targeting a launch for its next console in late 2024, per development sources. This was later supported by other outlets. Two development sources VGC spoke to on Friday indicated that they were working on Switch 2 games planned for release early next year, but could not confirm if that meant a later-than-expected launch for the console itself. Although the company's yet to comment publicly, Nintendo's Switch successor was widely expected to launch this year. Uh, Then,
1: this is a new one that I just added, Eurogamer. Also, put up the report saying that the Nintendo Switch 2 is now slated for Q1 2025. Uh, they've said they've heard similar whispers as uh, referencing this VGC article in Pedro, um, uh, Henrique uh, Lipe, who was the person who was talking, the Brazilian Games journalist talking about this. Um, Your gamers has heard similar whispers from across the uh, industry sources this week, though has not been able to co- concretely substantiate them. Uh, Switch 2 had previously been widely tipped to arrive later this year, but a move to the other side of Christmas into early 2025 uh, would mean more time. Uh, more time now for the console's launch lineup to be readied uh, while keeping its launch within the next financial calendar all right man
0: Lots lot to talk about
1: here a lot to talk let's about. let's starting
0: from uh, the top i feel like me and you are both surprised to, to hear
1: yeah this. <laughs> it's surprised in the sense that like obviously whenever we talk about reports rumors rumblings all this stuff it's always subject to change and there are a billion reasons why these things can change right and like Based on all this, even based on like the, the way Eurogamer gamers talk about it here, right? Like, I think Nintendo wanted it to come out this fall. People wanted or expected it to come out this fall, right? But you were launching a new console, so you have to launch it when you're ready. I, I guess the, where I want to start with you, Tim, is like, do you, are you fully on the train now that this is 2025 not coming in this fall?
0: I mean, these type of reports coming from the people talking about it, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah oh, man, like that, I, this is coming from somewhere where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, so it's like I can I'm right now as sure as I was yesterday that it is going to be 2024. I'm uh, a little less sure now. Like, I, I feel like it, it's it's a little bit more 50-50. We'll have to wait and see. I will say that, like, our thinking it's on 2024 was based on uh murmurs going around. Yeah. like people saying things. But like, more than that, though, it was just based on us expecting it based on yeah. I the think life cycle. The, reading reading the, tea, and, the
1: tea leaves also of just like the games that are announced yeah. for this year. It doesn't feel like this is a like Nintendo Switch one focused year right like obviously we t- I talk about the four horsemen all the time which i don't know if it's if it succeeded beyond four at this point right but like princess peach showtime paper mario thousand year uh, remake uh mario versus donkey kong luigi's mansion 2 remake right mm-hmm. like these are games that feel like they're signaling the end. Yeah, and, and they again, can still signal the end if this is, let's say, next February or March.
0: Totally, but I think that's that's the interesting part of this conversation is we know those games, and uh, that's pretty much it. Like, and again, that's still a sizable quantity of games compared to how Nintendo in previous generations has kind of had its uh, uh end of life moments, right? Mm. Um, we're talking about a remake of one of the best games ever made with Paper Mario. Um something that someone's looking forward to, I'm sure, in Luigi's Mansion, and Peach, which like I think actually has <laughs> potential be really to cool. be a super cool, uh, fun new game from them. Um, but what does the rest of the year look like? And if the Switch does come, I think we have a very exciting time. Switch 2 uh, does come. I think we have a very exciting 2024 for Nintendo. Obviously, uh, a new console is always going to be exciting. But on top of that, there are the expectations of what teams are probably going to be making a game for that launch, and that's very exciting because... There's a lot of options that are all the big hitters, the bangers, right? Yeah. Um, But if it doesn't come in 2024, is 2024 going to really suck, man?
1: I mean, for Nintendo, I think it comes down to what do you lose by having a very chill 2024, right? Like I think, when I think of other Switch years that felt like chill years, I guess the one I think of is 2020, which is that had Animal Crossing New Horizons, which carried the entire Switch on its back, right? So you can get away with that. You can put out an Animal Crossing Mm -hmm. New Horizons and think there was like one other game that came out. I think it was that Paper Mario. uh, Origami King. Origami King that came out that year as well, right? But like that was another year that felt like a down year and they got through it probably because Animal Crossing sold you know 50 million copies now, right? And like really, really held it on its back. I, I, when I look at this year for the Switch, I look at it and it is job done. We did the thing. Mm-hmm. We're putting out some a few a few last titles for the Switch, right? I think Nintendo's still going to have maybe a couple of things this fall. Maybe they're not the, the biggest. I wonder games. though. They're definitely. I, I think they're, we're definitely not going to get big hitters this fall from Nintendo.
0: But I mean, so here's the thing. I think we get small hitters. Got to invoke the words mm-hmm. Metroid Prime Four. Ugh. See, right? Like I really want
1: to say no, but also I guess so. Like if that if if Nintendo's view of it is that we announced this game as a switch game and we want this game, like we want to honor that promise, then I could see that happening. But also at that point, if we're this close to switch Two, why not just make that a switch Two cross release if that's coming in 2025?
0: Yeah. That, I mean, that's, it's interesting, man. I, I, the, the Metroid of it all makes this like, I think so much more layered of a conversation. Uh, But I will say for right now, the games that we know are the ones we just talked about, the, the horsemen. What's interesting is, we're still expecting a direct this month. Like mm-hmm. like the the latest conversation now is uh Pioro, the, the the like known leaker or whatever on, on Twitter was saying that from what he understands now, what job job Jeff Grubb was saying yesterday about the direct being postponed to get away from the Xbox thing sounds like it was true. Mm. And so it sounds like next week will be a uh, partner showcase. Yeah. So with that in mind, it's like, okay, we're probably getting hi-fi rush. Yeah. We're probably getting other Third party type games to fill out the next couple months of the Switch, if not the rest of the year of the Switch. Mm. Um, and then there's another big, big thing happening in like two weeks, Pokemon Day. Yeah. They always do Pokemon Day at the oh, end of yeah. February, and they will announce something. They're like we're we're kind of overdue for a Pokemon announcement. We don't know what the Pokemon game's gonna be this year. Let's go Johto. And, uh I mean, well, that's the Let's Go Johto is a possibility. Mm. Um, a legends game is a possibility um and i feel like legends probably is the thing i would bet on the most at this point um or a gen 5 black and white remake of some sort um whether it's the the shitty brilliant diamond shining pearl type remake which i hope it's not i hope not or uh if it's something more but um we'll get a pokemon i imagine that'll be this november so i do think it's like all right we can start piecing out this year for nintendo and it it's not completely empty but it is a lighter year yeah
1: which i think is okay when they're about to launch a switch team, totally right like all hands on deck for that cool like let's write out the rest of the switch let's give people what they want but our, i i feel like for nintendo it is already we delivered on this platform we delivered on this console right like obviously we want every year to be exciting we want every year to have something and 2024 if we if we're talking about what we're talking about right now peach Show time. the other four horsemen that we talked about a pokemon game right and like it doesn't have to be the biggest pokemon game it could be a let's go johto it could be a legends or whatever right if you're putting that out in the fall and say you have maybe a couple of third party things that come out in the fall, maybe like there's a Sonic game or something like that, right, that like is able to fill in those gaps, you then ride out until let's say March and then you launch big in March that has the big Mario title, right? Mario, Let's say Mario Kart that has maybe a Metroid Prime, right? That has like the big Switch 2 launch lineup that you want out of that. I think that's a sound plan and I think that makes sense. It's a bummer because we want the bangers. yeah. But I think for Nintendo, Nintendo consoles live and breathe off of their titles, like off of the 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 lineup that they have with them. And I think because of that, you gotta like, you gotta you gotta make sure we're hitting. Like you gotta make sure when the Switch Two comes out, you got bangers alongside of it.
0: I'm so with you, and I think you're spot on that the the launch of the Switch Two, the most important thing is they get it right. It's not getting it done soon. Like yeah. it's it's them making sure that everything's lined up and that they're they're launching at the right time. Uh, and with the right cadence of launch titles and then follow-up titles for the launch window and then hopefully beyond. Uh, I do think when we're talking about Nintendo, especially (sighs) as we're jumping cross-generation here, uh, there's a a lot of questions. There's a lot of a a need for momentum from them that I feel was one of the biggest factors in the Switch becoming such a success. Launching with Breath of the Wild, the gimmick of it being portable and dockable totally worked. And then that was followed up with Ports of all the Wii U classics that people missed out on, or double dipping on it, mixed in with Mario Odyssey and these other like huge titles, but they were coming out so frequently yeah. that like there was always something to play. And that lasted for a very long time. And that kind of the drought drought, quote unquote, which was like the least drought Nintendo's ever had, but still the slowest period Switch has had. Was Animal Crossing, which is the biggest moment Nintendo ever had. So it's like, it wasn't slow at all. Like they, they sold so many new systems, so many things. And then after that, they had another kind of like run of great games, but we haven't seen that switch back to. The teams back uh, yeah exactly yeah. that worked on those kind of first and that's titles. the thing
1: is i think that's what we're gearing up for right yep. like i when we talk about the way nintendo operates right let's say tears of the kingdom as an example there were there were all the stories or reports about how nintendo sat on tears of the kingdom for like a year just doing polish hey we want we want to make sure this game is a banger we want to make sure that like this game is, is as polished as, as as possible and nintendo has that luxury because they're nintendo they own the platform they can take their time they also have another like a um a stream of games that's consistently coming out and so i think if you are if the if it comes down to let's say the first year of the switch 2 or the first few years of the switch 2 right trying to make that bangers i think you hold as much stuff as possible and go we got to make sure that the first three years of this thing is filled with month to month like you're getting your marios you're getting maybe a metroid prime right like you're, you're getting this constant stream and if that's in sacrifice of like what this year might be for the switch i could see that i could see that being the case one thing that I'll, I'll, i also want to mention too is like there's still the rumors of um twilight princess and wind waker of course too and like those could be switch titles that come I, out this fall
0: i think that they do i i think that nintendo wants to have a zelda every year like that seems to be for their yeah their track record when you look back it's like there's rarely there have been, but there's rarely a year there's not a Zelda product of some of some sort. So I feel like with Tears of the Kingdom last year, that being such a big one, I wouldn't be surprised if this year we get the um, the ports of Wind Waker and, yeah. and Twilight Princess. And I, I keep saying this, but I feel it in my core. Twenty twenty five, Ocarina of Time remake.
1: I I wish, man. I'm telling you, I don't you, man. know because here's I think I I and like you know more about like what. Teams are at Nintendo or not, right? Like, are we not overdue for a Link's Awakening remake type thing?
0: Yeah, potentially, but like that team could be working on some like a bigger thing. Like, and, and mm. like if I remember correctly, it was that same team that worked on Ocarina of Time 3D on 3DS.
2: Because
0: mm. um,
1: what I would, what I like, what I would love out of a Cadence, because we just got Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I'm, I'm not hungry like that, mm-hmm. right? If you give me next year at Switch, Switch launch year, right, a Linked to the past remake, stylized like the Link's Awakening remake, or at least something that is—it doesn't have to look like that, right? But something that feels like it is being taken and and added in like a lot of charm to it, right? Just some kind of remake, some kind of restylization of it. I feel like that. I feel like that right there is a banger. I feel like that right there is getting people hype and getting people excited. And then maybe the twenty twenty, what year are we in? Twenty twenty six is when you come out with like an Ocarina remake, or even twenty twenty seven, right? Like I feel like that is a I. Like I wonder how far along. I, I got a few questions. Mm-hmm. How ambitious do you go with an Ocarina of Time remake? Is it a reimagining? Are we are we like adding in more story, more cinematic to it, like, or, or are we just straight, straight up remaking it? Because then that's two different scopes we're talking about.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I do think bigger. I I think more remake than remaster because they've already remastered it. But I, I we've had this conversation a couple times on on the show. But mm-hmm. there's so much evidence uh, of. Ocarina of Time remake being a good idea. And I think that yeah. that is backed by Nintendo investing in Zelda, making the movie, Nintendo understanding what they have now with Breath of the Wild and Twilight, Prin- or not Twilight Princess, Tears of the Kingdom being such mega hits and uh, undeniably the most popular Zelda thing to ever happen. Uh, and they did it. What was the oldest, most popular thing? Ocarina of Time. When they go back for the Lego sets, they're doing a Lego set of the Deku Tree from Ocarina and from Breath of the Wild, right? That makes me look at it go this is how they value zelda they value ocarina of time that is the thing that they're going to go back to and we haven't went back to it for a long time uh the game came out in 1998 2012 or 13 or whatever it was we get ocarina of time on 3ds we're that far away right like i feel like it is time for them to, to go back to that and we've seen them go back to so many of their other games recently um with wind waker and twilight princess and skyward sword of giving them the hd treatment i think that this It really makes sense, and especially when you look at what I was talking about, the momentum that Nintendo needs to make Switch 2, the success that Switch 1 was, which they have not had yet. They haven't had the DS to 3DS, Wii to Wii U. Those are the fall off after the major win that they had with Mm. the first one. I think they're going to buck that trend, and I think a big reason that they didn't buck that trend with those first uh, examples I gave is they didn't have the games to be able to follow up and replicate the magic of the original system. I think Ocarina of Time Remake is the type of like, holy shit, I need a switch for that. Yeah. Banger. On top of a potential Metroid Prime crossover thing, a new 3D Mario slash Donkey Kong potentially, Mm -hmm. um, a Pokemon that actually runs well, an uh, Animal crossover. We gotta
1: like... (laughs) I so uh, uh, Jeff Grubb with like Game Mess, I think it's Game Mess Mornings. It's whatever he does with Mike Minotti, which might be Nintendo, last of the Nintendo Docs. Yeah. yeah. He does this thing where like they both do like Mount Rushmore's for different categories and then tweet them out and be like, all right, which one has a better one? We got to like do like what is the Switch 2 launch window lineup going to look like? And like me and you come with different launch lineups and go, yeah. all right, like what do we think this is going to actually be? Because yeah, like if we're if we're going to break it down. You want Mario Kart? I I feel at this point is a given. I feel like you're gonna launch the Mario Kart for like the bigger casual audience. Like this this is the catch-all game, but then you need the hardcore thing, which I think is split between. That's both though, man. A Metroid Prime,
0: but yeah, but like Mario Kart is like. Here's the thing: when you're when you're talking about launch, are you literally talking about launch day, or are you talking launch window? Because I think I'm I'm saying first two to three months. Because I think the most important thing for Nintendo to do is to not blow their load and to spread it. Oh, God.
1: Continue that sentence. (laughs) They're going to blow
2: their load and they're going to spread what? (laughs) Finish that sentence. It, it, you know? They got to spread it out. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Tim.
0: They got to spread it. They got to spread it out over multiple months to create these events because that is where the switch found success that is where uh nintendo has always found success when when mario kart 8
1: deluxe when did mario kart 8 deluxe launch for switch one
0: was that launch that was no it wasn't launch it was was uh, like april or may like i think it was like first week of may but it might have been april it was one or two months after Mm. um and then they were able to kind of have a steady uh uh, lineup of releases including arms which was the new ip uh and then getting to mario odyssey right and it's like i do think that that level of having a couple bangers but then having like this like mid tier stuff but then even having some smaller things like uh street fighter 2 whatever version the switch had ultra yeah. whatever um to to fill that out having something to look at every month and be excited about not only is good for Um, giving people a reason to believe in wanting to buy a new system because they're like, oh, I'll have things to keep going for. But also, it's healthier for the Nintendo Direct cycle and for the hype cycle and for Nintendo being in the conversation of having things to continuously actually talk about and get updates on, as well as announcements for whatever's next. And we're just in a great time right now where so many of the games I just said, those developers, we haven't seen what they've been working on the last couple of years. So I really feel like you need to kind of not just look at the launch because... The launch needs one big game.
1: Yeah. Well, I, my question is, what is that one big game? Because I'm even I'm thinking about launch year at this point. Yeah. Right. And like I, you know, Switch One worked out so well because they launched with, in my opinion, the greatest game of all time. Right. Like Breath of the Wild. It was mm-hmm. the launch game. And then yeah, they followed that up very quickly with Mario Kart Eight, which is like such a catch-all. Everybody that that even likes Nintendo is gonna love Mario Kart. Right. Like this is gonna be a the the highest selling game until Animal Crossing comes out and surprises all of us so like they follow up quickly with that and then it is like you know third-party stuff arms they gave that a shot and then mario odyssey launches later in the year and that is such a banger ass year for uh, nintendo in a first um, year for a console does is so in your mind is ocarina of time remake that launch game like i I feel like mario kart could be but i don't know if it is like mario kart is going to be there in the first few months
0: so so it's it's interesting because i'm looking at a strategy of like what is going to be the big launch game I don't know. I feel like there's. They have multiple options. They're yeah. in the best place they've ever been because I don't think that there is one right answer. I think that they have multiple things up their sleeve that they can pull off and make sense. The placement of Metroid Prime Four, I think, is like a the biggest do think, question. Do you think mark Metroid Prime
1: Four could be that game?
0: No, I don't. Me neither. And that's what makes this a little like complicated. Which like with these time, uh, like the way we're talking about today's story, is Metroid Prime a Switch game? And it just comes out this year. And then when Switch 2 launches, maybe it's enhanced. But no, it's just a Switch game. And it's the last hurrah. Because if so, god damn, the Switch had an amazing run, potentially, if things go as we assume that they're going to. But, like, I'm I mean, leaning towards that at this point.
1: Yeah. It, it Metroid Prime is just so interesting. Because I think it could be... I'm with you that I think it, like, yeah, like, Metroid Prime 4 isn't the breath of the wild, right? Like, it's not going to be the thing that makes people get up. It's going to make a lot of us get up and buy a Switch, obviously. But it's not this like thing that every single person on earth needs to have, right? Like you, I, Metroid Prime 4, I think is a thing that launches. If it does launch day and date for Switch 2, there's still something else that that's big. Like, I think you couple that with a Mario Kart 8, but also like, I also don't think you do that, right? Like I think launch for Switch 2, give me a big 3D Mario day one, follow that up. Let's say in the next couple of months with, well, oh, that gets, that's where it, cause do you do Mario Kart 8 or do you find another, like, maybe that is a Zelda type thing, right? I'll say Mario Kart 8. I think you follow that up with Mario Kart 8 and then later in the year, like an Ocarina of Time remake or Metroid Prime 4.
0: You just dropped the most banger fucking <laughs> thing out. you just casually do this you casually do that no I love that though but yeah. I, I, I mean I've, obviously that is the dream that is the, the the fantasy situation Uh and but the thing is we've had it before <laughs> it's like
1: we know that it's yeah, possible I'm, I'm, I'm still in the honeymoon phase of, 2000, of 2017 Yeah, where yeah. it was like we
0: that was basically but, that year but man look uh, we could talk about this for so long for and sure. I want to because Nintendo they have the ability to make these games and pump them out differently than a lot of the other teams and uh publishers and developers I'm, for,
1: I'm in like, firm belief that they're just sitting on a bunch of games. And and
0: I I I think so too. Yeah. We've known that that's happened in the past, but uh the Mario 3D All-Stars collection, which doesn't always mean that it's going to be great. It doesn't always mean it's going to be the best version or what we uh, want or expect from it. But um I do think it means that when we look at PlayStation right now and they're talking about they're not we're not going to have one of our expected PlayStation mega hits this year uh and we're looking at like when are you going to get another one? Like just because of the scale of these games, Nintendo does shit differently. And I just feel like because of that, they have more control over being able to have quality output consistently, which is something I never thought we'd get from Nintendo, but they seem to have cracked the code. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm interested in you talking about these launch titles. Like, I think that there's that level of there's the hardcore game, and we're using these terms loosely, loosely. but hardcore. Um, there's the casual, and then there's there's one that can serve both, right? And I feel like the Metroid Prime is hardcore, hardcore, right? Yeah. The Animal Crossing is Cat. casual, and I feel oh, Mario God. Kart and uh, 3D Mario are both. That answers both.
1: But I also, you, it's it's a, we gotta like make the skip the spectrum. I need mm-hmm. a visual for this because like I think you're right in terms of like I think Mario a 3D Mario and Mario Kart are both like in they're both on that spectrum of leaning both ways, but Mario Kart. I would still put in like the more casual side and Mario, totally. 3D Mario, I'm putting more in the hardcore. Exactly.
0: Side. I'm Right yeah. there with you. So, because of that, I think the move is 3D Mario at launch. Okay. Follow up not too long after with Mario Kart, but I don't think it's going to be as quick as we saw last time because last time it was a port, essentially. This time it's yeah. a fully new game, which. I imagine they've been working on a long time, but I don't think it's going to be the next month after launch, like being realistic. Like I think that Mario Kart might take the Mario Odyssey spot of Breath of the Wild Mm to um, Odyssey, new 3D Mario to that. Fill in some smaller titles throughout there. I see Ocarina of Time a year down the line after launch. Um, And I see Animal Crossing maybe six months after that, or even a year after that. The thing about Animal Crossing for me Animal
1: Crossing, like the hierarchy has changed at Nintendo in terms of like IP and their power. Animal Crossing might take the Mario Kart spot. It might.
0: It totally might. My thing is with with Animal Crossing is I I personally believe that Animal Crossing is a a game you drop when the systems are out there. That is a game that you get to like sell to as many systems as you have. Mm -hmm. I see Mario Kart as a game that sells systems.
1: I don't- I feel like Animal Crossing might be more of a system seller than Mario Kart at this point. And I, there's,
0: there's an argument to be made, there. Yeah. And I, I feel like both will. But I, I think that at the end of the day, if we're talking about the numbers, I think that Animal Crossing sells more when there's just more systems at play as opposed to selling systems for that game specifically. Only that game. Which I know a lot of people buy only for that game. But I'm talking about if you're trying to maximize sales of, of Animal Crossing, you don't put it out as a launch title on the Switch, too. <laughs> this is you a put it out a year later. Because those people will buy it a year later if they were going to.
1: They will, but also, like, the amount of Switches I think you could sell in year one if you have a brand new Animal Crossing that is exclusive to it. I, like, I think Animal Crossing might be the one that is, like, oh, we sold 50, like, I forget what the number is now for Animal Crossing, but we sold so much of it. And this is, like, in the hierarchy of Nintendo IP, right? Like, I think Animal Crossing is. Crossing Risen above the Mario karts risen above but these things it. too. It is going to sell this thing to the casuals. You don't think it's but risen it above it Mario risen Kart? risen above Mario Kart. That's the thing. You it's don't like, think, in, we like can talk about those
0: sales numbers? But look at the sales numbers. Mario Kart is still number one.
1: Yeah, but like Mario Kart launched in 2017.
0: I know, but like, let's look at the sales numbers of them month to month to month currently of how they're selling. Mm-hmm. It's Mario Kart. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Look, I'm yeah. Not, I'm guess. not hating on the power of Animal Crossing. Nintendo has something incredibly special right now that we're talking about. All of these games that are going to sell systems and are going to be, we just imagine, well-received because we imagine they're going to be made right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm just looking at this of like, what is the right cadence of releases to maximize Nintendo's strategy? And I don't think launching with Animal Crossing is the answer there mm-hmm. because I feel like they they can drop that shit. They have so many magic bullets now. That is true.
1: Yeah, God, I'd love to be in those meeting rooms, see like what the conversation is. Before we move on, though, like my one question, because we talked about this yesterday with the assumption that the Switch 2 is gonna drop hopefully sometime this fall, right? Mm-hmm. Seemingly it's getting more and more into 2025. One, I guess a couple of questions. One month do we do we see it launch? Like, do we think it's gonna be March like it was last time with the Switch? Because that is still in the fiscal year.
0: Thank you, Kevin. I, I gotta be honest, man. I guess I'm gonna say March. This news is throwing me off because. Metroid Prime is the thing that's confusing me. I just find it hard to believe that the Switch doesn't come out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if that's the case, I think that Metroid Prime is the big last Switch game that is this year. And so then with that, I see it as the reset. So I think March is the earliest. And I don't think you want to get too, too much later than that. March seemed to work for them before.
1: Mm-hmm. So with that being... I
0: see that they... I imagine, though, that with this strategy, they want to hit 2024. I, I feel it, man. They want to hit this holiday season. Yeah, but they
1: Keep might. The writing might be on the wall. They might have like wanted to do that, and like somehow recently they're like, ah, we really like we want to do that, do it. But the better decision is to is yep. push it just based on software. And if that's the case, yeah, I think March just because March makes sense, right? Like January, weird time. <laughs> February, I, like some. Like, I think maybe just because the Switch launched in March, it makes it feels like it makes sense. And also, it's that last month in the fiscal year, so you still get to like count that in your numbers. And then, then now the, uh, this upcoming fiscal year and the one after that are both going to be fucking bangers for you. Well, here's the thing, boss. Yeah, we're going to know
0: within a weeks, m- probably. Yeah, because I imagine. No matter what happens at the Nintendo fiscal uh report.
1: And that's my next question. It is now what is the cadence of announcements? Do you do it exactly the way you did it last time? Because that works so well for you. I mean, yeah. I mean it, yes. If this is twenty twenty five, I think it is a it is direct. They talk about it in the next few weeks of like, hey, we have mm-hmm. a console coming out next year, and then you think this fall is when we get the reveal of it? Yeah, man. And then I like January it's January next year 100%. is gonna be.
0: I I would not be surprised if it's literally March we hear about it for the first time officially. Uh October, we get the um reveal. Reveal. January, we get the like blowout, and then Present it comes date. out in March. Having said all this, man, I, I really feel like I still believe in my core that the Switch 2 is called the Switch 2. It is just a follow-up to the Switch 2. They're just gonna want to do what they did again. A smart strategy. I think it's gonna work. And sticking with that, I don't think you need all of those reveals because we already know what the thing is. So I I I don't know. I think Less? it's.
1: i th- I'm, I think. I think it's gonna be the Switch Two in spirit, but yeah. I, I think they're gonna call it something different. Like I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be some Nintendo shit, man. It's gonna be called the Nintendo Goliath or <laughs> something. I don't know, man. <laughs> we'll see.
0: We'll see, and we'll find out. Um, but I'm saying this right now. I'm feeling a little tingle. Yeah. 2024.
1: Do you want a pizza bed on it? No. Okay. I don't. Because now I, I am don't. like. I mean, how do we have all these
2: graphics? <laughs> where, did the, where did this come from? Why is Spider-Man Two on screen? <laughs> I didn't know that had an image component <laughs> I built this without anyone you know, seeing it <laughs> but I asked but I asked Roger What the best song For me to have As the background No this is perfect So I was just I've been waiting oh, For people to say Oh this is the pizza
1: song For spider Man 2 That's why the image was there Yes That's really funny I've been really waiting funny.
2: for someone To say pizza bet And as soon as you said You were said, so
1: ready
0: Kat. I, I
2: know And it hurt that you said No Tim I think we have to do it now for I think God. we have to do it For that's the kids not,
0: Well that's the thing Is like I don't feel Strongly enough Like I, I
1: don't Like it's it's At this point, I might just be trying to will it into existence. Listen, I'm I'm trying to will into existence that Metroid Prime doesn't come out this year because my fantasy critic oh, is yeah. my counter pick. Yeah. <laughs> so I
0: have to believe 3D Mario is not- one of my picks, so I, I need it this year. But yeah. uh, anyways... Uh.
1: You don't want a pizza bet? I don't, on, I don't. Ah, dang I don't want it. I want that pizza. Yeah. Come on, man, the graphic, the music player. You know what, it. Roger, but Roger why first. not, dude? All right, sick. I'm saying 2025, Tim's saying 2024. 2024. Let's Do go. It for the oh, man, I just got a free pizza. Oh, man,
0: if you want to support these shenanigans and Kevin finding more buttons to press, we could use your support over on Patreon or YouTube with a kind of funny membership where you get the show ad free. But for everyone else, here is a word from our sponsor. We are brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is a standalone game that welcomes fans and newcomers alike. You don't need to have played Final Fantasy VII Remake or any other Final Fantasy titles to play and enjoy Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. The combat is not traditional turn-based and has more action-focused gameplay, with even deeper improvements since Remake, with new synergy attacks and team-based combos. And there are large open sections to explore, with Cloud and his comrades venturing across the planet, their fates unwritten, making every step in the Expansive world outside Midgar, fresh and mysterious. And of course, there are dozens of mini games. There's a story recap video of Final Fantasy VII Remake for those interested in learning more about the story so far, and those looking to experience Final Fantasy VII Remake fully can pre order the Final Fantasy VII Remake and Rebirth Twin Pack, which includes the game plus the DLC episode intermission at no extra cost. You can download and play a demo of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth right now on the PlayStation Store, and you can pre order the game in the link in the description. The wait is almost over. Fall Fantasy 7 Rebirth is out February 29th. Get hyped. This episode is brought to you by Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and more. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals allow you to fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Factor's less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No-prep-no-mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash kindoffunny50 and use code kindoffunny50 to get 50% off. That's code kindoffunny50 at factormeals.com slash kindoffunny50 to get 50% off.
1: If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team.
2: I'm Want
0: to read a couple super chats before we get into story number two? Delaney twenty says, "Happy birthday, Andy! It's my birthday tomorrow. I hope that everyone spreads the love and good vibes today." Um, also, February is not the worst month. Joey,
1: there we go. There we go. Respect for February. Uh, James Collar wait, wait, hold says,
2: on. What do you think the worst month is?
1: The worst month? Yeah. I'm not a big fan of August, um, but I think that's just because of back to school, which is funny because I don't go to school anymore, so I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. I shouldn't mind like, August. Back to school hate. is not
2: an exciting thing. New clothes. I guess sleep, your friends are still alive. But like, I,
1: I have this depression when I think about like going to like buy school supplies. You know, being in Walmart I, looking I at the do, notebook section. I'm like, I do ah, fuck. know that
2: feeling of like I don't want to buy a notebook that I'm gonna like fill out half through, way through the year, stop caring about. Yeah,
0: I, I, it's so funny because like I always was so excited about back to school shopping. Yeah. Uh, well, for clothes for sure, but um, uh, mainly for the um, like actual school stuff mm-hmm. because. In third grade, I got a you know a trapper keeper like those binders. Yeah, it was Sonic the Hedgehog with Chemical Plant Zone on it, and I <sighs> thought it was the coolest thing ever. And in my mind, I was like, "Oh, this is what what school like school supplies is." And every year, I thought there was going to be a new Sonic thing, and there wasn't, and that mm. bummed me out. But I always had, I always remember that one.
1: See, I wish I had that. For me, yeah. it was like just buying these composition notebooks, and I'm like, "Why?" boring yeah black and white fucking weird ass design on them
0: kev can you google uh sonic chemical plant zone trapper keeper and also I'm a composition just finna- notebook <laughs> thank you I, very very wait, much what was
1: the other one <laughs> just the composition notebook oh <laughs> Like carry okay. the spy
0: uh, uh. uh james Collar says hi-fi russian grounded confirmed launch titles for switch 2 lol i don't think so i actually think we're gonna get those on the switch a lot sooner
1: yeah i don't I would imagine those around yeah. this switch is one. it this yeah is the exact oh. holy crap you know what i guess this would this would have got me hype when i was seven years old mm-hmm.
2: dude, this is nice because he's playing it and yeah but the weird thing up.
0: if i remember correctly like the controller he's holding is like some ai shit
1: where it's like
2: the, oh yeah it's it's got the three, well it's got the three buttons in the middle of you'll see which is not yeah it's right? really, that's not right it's just right? not
1: canon dude speaking of ai i saw a video of some puppies playing in snow yesterday and i'll dora did not know for a very long time that that was ai it's yeah, it's Zora, gotten scary. It's crazy.
0: It's really scary. There's a lot going on in the last day with the AI stuff. But like if you look at those videos of the puppies, they always end up having too many legs. Like, look at it mm. and like they'll move around and See, like
1: yeah, what, what messed me like up that? is that the like somebody tweeted it with like the caption of like, we gotta make this illegal or something. And I was like, what's wrong with dogs playing in the snow? <laughs> I was like, is dogs play <laughs> is the snow bad for them? <laughs> I was like, I was staring at it for a good 20 seconds, being like What's wrong with this? Like, why are people so mad about the dogs having... They look like they're it having fun. fun. <laughs>
0: and I learned that those dogs don't exist. It is scary out there. Crazy. Those dogs don't exist. We <laughs> haven't,
2: haven't talked... I don't know if you guys saw this, but the, there was a TikTok going around about the puppy bowl and the, like, incredibly sad tragedy thing that they brought up, where it's like they introduced this dog. I didn't know the puppy bowl isn't live, right? Yeah. But they introduced the dog, and they are like, this is... I, let's, let's call him, I don't know, Fuck I don't I don't want to pick an Spike let's call him Spike, Spike right yeah, I like This Spike. is Spike he's so cute uh, and then at the end of the the Bowl, they were like, Spike passed away oh. a day ago
1: or something. That's like the game show where like, I, it was like, guess the song. It was like the Shazam game show where um, like a guy like guessed the song. It was like toward the end and like won the game and they're all celebrating and like the music was playing and all this stuff. But it was just a like, great time. And then the credits were like in memoriam of that guy that just won. Like he passed <laughs> away after winning. I like I, people in chat. If they've seen it, they know exactly what I'm referring to. Wild video. Wild thing that happened.
0: Be safe out there, everybody. Yeah, uh, the Corona Rig says, uh, is it true we still get that big direct in March? Or Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, this, will, is the, yeah exactly. this is the
1: exact composition. Why did like, they all look like this? What was the point? I don't know, man. Why were they all designed like this? Yeah. And why did we have to get those specific ones? Yeah. Did you, do you know ever that? see Harriet the Spy? No.
0: Was that like a little above you, or older than I, you? I, I, that name sounds Michelle really Michelle Trachtenberg? So who now? The girl from Eurotrip?
1: No. Oh, man. I got nothing for you. Man. The girl was from Euro You don't the,
2: recognize that, huh?
0: The debut of um Hey Arnold. It was a, they played a short of Hey Arnold before. No way. Before Harriet the Spy. It's really cool. Yeah.
1: It's like uh when they would play like kids next door shorts on this Cartoon Network. Uh kind of like that. Yeah. 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 But, but Harriet the, the
0: Spy, she was a little kid spy and she had one of those notebooks and she made it cool single handedly. Are they making a new Harriet the
1: Spy? Shut the fuck up. I think they already Apple did. TV Plus orders Be- 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 Beanie Feldstein. What? To lead the Harriet the Spy series. That's um, what's his name? Jonah Hill's yep. sister. Yeah, Who's in Booksmart.
0: Uh huh. All super right, super cool. Super, super cool. Um, let's get to story number two here. Uh, report. really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having oh. fun. Uh, we're having too much fun. 46
2: minutes in. New report
0: up. says Respawn's developing a first-person Star Wars Mandalorian game. This comes from Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming. Hell yes. Insider Gaming sources have revealed that Respawn Entertainment is developing a first-person Star Wars Mandalorian game that is in its early stages of development. According to the sources, the game will see the player take control of a Mandalorian bounty hunter, unclear who, set during the time when the Galactic Empire is dominating across the galaxy. Galaxy. it's your job as a bounty hunter to capture bounties dead or alive for cash rewards the game's high mobility has been made possible storytelling wise thanks to the mandalorian's jetpack which allows the player to perform horizontal dashing vertical jumping boost sliding somewhat similar to sliding down hills in apex legends and as such will reward players who play in this style for example the player's health will mainly regenerate based on successive kills and that sounds fucking awesome uh as to be ex-
2: Can they just? Can they just please give us Bounty Hunter Two? You know what I mean.
0: I mean, this is not what you want. This kind of sounds like Titanfall Bounty Hunter. Like, come on. I I,
2: I just want it to be Bounty Hunter Two. You know. Yeah. I don't want it in first person. Wait, did it say third person? It's
0: first. This one's
1: first.
2: Yeah, you know. Mm. Just give me what I want.
0: You a third person boy. Is that why you like Fortnite so
2: much? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Wow. Yeah, it's Gear, I, everybody
1: right? has like the Star Wars game that they yeah. had on PS2. <laughs> oh,
0: as to be expected, playing as a Mandalorian bounty Hunter gives the player a wide variety of weapons and gadgets, including a wrist rocket, grapple hook, visor for tagging enemies and bounties, and more. It's understood the game will not be an open world and have linear levels taking place on a variety of different planets in the Star Wars universe. Can I get a hallelujah? Let's go. fucking go! Uh, while it's unclear when the game will be released, it is said that we're still a year or two away, at the very least. It's currently unclear if the uh, game will have multiplayer experience or not
1: yeah i added a couple of tweets here from uh jeff grubb because jeff had reported on uh this i think he said like a couple of years ago um <laughs> so he tweeted that out but then he said uh that he wants to clarify that uh this is not the game that muhammad alavi was working on because that was referenced uh, referenced in his article right because muhammad left uh, but was working on titanfall legends which was titanfall 3 that got canceled and was supposed to have like you know this fast-paced all this stuff right um <clears throat> but he did say uh while it does have mandalorians in it it's not quote, the Mandalorian, the show, the game. So maybe they could call it Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Put that out there. It could be called that. Totally. Yeah. This also sounds awesome. Question for you as somebody Mm -hmm. who's more into Star Wars than I am, because I watched Mandalorian seasons one and two, Mm -hmm. is... Are, the, are they supposed to be that fast pay? like are they supposed to be moving like the Titanfall characters yeah because that man wasn't doing shit in that show <laughs> well, he upgrades throughout the show and he gets more and more stuff yeah gotcha. yeah he now he's all because this sounds awesome zopping. like this is exactly what I want out of a out of a well one out of a respawn game mm-hmm. obviously because Titanfall doesn't feel like it's ever coming back sadly um I want like a linear campaign like the Titanfall 2 campaign because that that one is such an amazing mm-hmm. time give me that and then yeah, like combine it with star wars because i'm I'm i even though I mentioned that I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan, I really like Star Wars video games. Totally, and like the ones that I played, I've, I usually fall in love with. Um, this sounds like a match made in heaven. Yep, I mean it's Respawn. They've already proven that they know
0: how to make a a great Star Wars game, and more than that, a great Star Wars product. Like they and a great first person and Star Wars. And yeah, exactly. This sounds like a dream to me. This all sounds great. Super excited for it. Can't wait to officially hear about it at some point. Uh, story number three, Bandai Namco cancels development of at least five games. Um, this comes from Liv Nyan at Eurogamer. Uh, Bandai Namco's revealed to cancel development of at least five projects following a review to implement stricter standards and an emphasis on quality in its upcoming games. This shit's just going around, bless. There is a conversation to be had here mm-hmm. about Square, Bandai Namco, even looking at PlayStation, how it's put its, uh, all the, the statements it's been putting out of like, everyone's looking at their shit and like, Yo, less is more here.
1: Yeah. Right? I mean, I think part of it is that are losing a lot of money. And so yeah. they are like, oh, we just got to... Anything that's more different or a change of, like, things that we don't know is going to work out, let's get rid of that shit. Because is the same thing, too, where it's mm-hmm. like, yo, we're just going to do Assassin's Creed and Star Wars now. Yeah. Um, and I forget who... Well, I guess Embracer, but Embracer's a whole other thing. Um, But, yeah, I think everybody's just like, fuck, we got to tighten this shit up. Yeah. Which I think on the output side could be good, right? Like, on the worker side, layoffs, all this shit... It, you gotta hope that they're treating those workers with respect and like putting people on different teams, doing all that shit. But as we've seen around the industry, that stuff's a bummer.
0: Yep. Uh, the information comes from the company's latest financial report for Q3 of 2024, which contained changes to its pro- projections of profits and sales for the first for the full fiscal year. The Tekken 8 and Elden Ring publisher lowered its projections for profits due to valuation losses. These losses include loss on disposal of titles following a review of the composition of the titles within the next midterm plan in mind. Mm. In a follow-up Q&A session, the Bandai Namco spokesperson confirmed at least five other titles under development had been canceled alongside the decision to end support for online games and other projects subject to this disposal. Bandai Namco revealed it has implemented stricter standards for proceeding with development and said it's looking to build an optimal and well-balanced title portfolio in the upcoming years with an emphasis on quality. This could include strategic worldwide titles and casual titles for light users. The company added as it seeks ways to optimize releases amid longer development cycles.
1: those was a lot of big words. It was. I was keeping up <laughs> business <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I mean, I. I think in terms of the output, this is going to be overall good news mm-hmm. for um, what Bay Night Namco's games look like. Because Bay Night Namco is a company, it's a publisher we don't talk about as much compared to other ones, even though they're a big major publisher, right? And like I when mean, you look yeah. at the big shit they're publishing, Elden Ring, uh, Tekken 8, right, yep. which just came out. Like there are, some, there are big bangers coming out of Bay 9 Namco. But at the same time, when you look through, a lot of the stuff also does feel like, shovelware is almost too harsh but it's like a is this Where like the, yeah. the
0: Naruto games and the Digimon stuff like, that, the, like they have audience
1: there was a Jujutsu Kaisen game i believe that just came out that fell very flat and it's like ooh like, like you mentioned the Naruto games it's like these should hit like these and it, it feels like it, they're almost being put out just to be put out like mm-hmm. even the Naruto fans i know it's like all right we used to like Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm but now it just feels like fluff now it just feels like we're getting more just for the sake of getting of, of getting more and i think if you can tighten that up i'm on the i'm on the bandit and like games page right now and i go through and i'm like like you know ace angler fishing spirits ace combat seven right big one armored core sick uh kite host which i know some people like that uh, uh remaster uh black clover code vein right uh, uh like digimon's story cyber like they're just putting the good ones on here yeah, on. Yeah, let me no, go on for the sure. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I, I think with that, there's so much promise in terms of like the good shit that Bandai Namco puts out. But also, it just feels like there's a lot of other shit that exists there too that you don't necessarily need to do.
0: Yeah, totally. Bandai Namco is very interesting. I mean, like they've even partnered with Nintendo, like with Smash Brothers. Like it's kind of wild to think that Bandai Namco helped make Smash Ultimate and Smash Wii U. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, story number four: Embracer CEO says layoffs are something that everyone needs to get through. Um, this comes from Marie over at GamesIndustry. The Embracer CEO, Lars, who was not the man uh, at Dice last night, said that (laughs) the current reduction in workforce at the company and across the industry is, quote, something that everyone needs to get through. Later adding that the group's strategy has been to cut the things that have, quote, the lowest chance of success going forward and to only keep the most iconic studios. But they got rid of Free Radical. This conversation was part of the Q&A portion of the company's earnings call yesterday as it announced its Q3 results, uh, answering a question about the underlying games market. Uh, He said that the whole industry has been feeling a, quote, significant shift since last summer. More or less all companies are going through a restructuring program. There is less investments made from the industry into content. I think the underlying consumer market is solid and still growing with underlying changes. There's a lot of underlying changes made to the industry that obviously affects all of us in the industry. I think looking at the 8% reduction in workforce at Embracer, there's obviously, I don't know the number for the whole industry, but I think it's something that everyone needs to get through. I mean, as I said, it's more driven by the overinvestment in the previous years because everyone just put all capital into gaming, perhaps a bit too much capital in a few instances.
1: Like what? Who could have thought? Who, like, Who didn't see this happening? I, I mean, as I said, it's more driven by the overinvestment over in the previous years because everyone just put all the capital into gaming and perhaps a bit too much capital in some in a few instances. What, which instances do you think he's referring to here? Do you think they're talking? Do you think he's talking about himself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: I mean, embracer. The, the teams that they acquired and then shuttered. Like, yeah,
1: that's wild. That's it a is, wild man. way to talk about it, man. And what
0: sucks about so much of these stories and like when they actually come out and say things, it's like. They're 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 just saying facts. Like what he's saying isn't wrong, but that's the problem: is that what he's saying is right. Yeah, (laughs) it's like like, okay,
1: (laughs) like yeah. The part that I see here, right, that stands out to me is you know him talking about. I think the underlying consumer market is solid and still growing, but the underlying changes. There's a lot of underlying changes made to the uh, to the industry um, that obviously affects all of us in the industry, right? Like I like it's. I still don't get how volatile everything is especially for embracer it's because embracer like when you like, have a consumer market they, they shop is solid. for the
0: stars it, it, it's it's like over risky moves yeah. were made and that like we're we're clearly overly risky and we're made for ultimate payoff and they they whiffed it you know yeah
1: i mean and, this goes back to uh yesterday on the um xbox business update where andy was talking about like you know some of the things they talked about in terms of addressing layoffs but then later on in the thing talking about like oh yeah but game pass numbers are up and i look at this and i'm like the underlying consumer market is solid and still growing but you're like shutting down all these studios who already laid off eight percent of your workforce right you're talking about how like this is a thing that you just need to need to get through and you're citing all of these turmoils that your company is going through and the people that, the people that are mainly feeling it at the company are th- thousands yeah thousands of workers and not the people who made these bad decisions, right? You're just there being like, oh, well, there's something we got to get through. And it's like, bro, like, come on, man. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? So, man, perhaps there's some overinvestment in a few instances. Yeah that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why? No. Perhaps. Perhaps there was. Perhaps. I did find the actual list of Bandai Namco games by the way and I like it, it tells more of a clear story when I go through of like, you know, obviously Tekken 8 just came out, but then you had Naruto Cross baruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, My Hero Ultra Rumble, you had Armored Core 6, Sword Art uh, Online Last Recollection, Park Beyond, Blue Protocol and the list goes on of like just a lot of video games. There's a there. lot, man. A they lot of a lot. video games coming out of Bandai Namco. And so I understand the idea of wanting to tighten that up. Yeah, Bandai Namco's big
0: but if yeah. i wanted something smaller plus mm. like the smallest news
1: stories i could possibly find where would i let you would go to the Wii news channel where we cover all the small news items you need to know about oh, this song
0: just does something to me uh little no news story for you from vgc from software has acquired full rights to the Elden ring, ring trademark from Bandai night hamco uh-oh
1: <laughs> I, mean, I was like fuck, fuck. we could have used that oh uh, we know uh, let's bring things back yeah, <laughs> <be> like, oh, <laughs> shit. Wait, actually no
0: <laughs> um funny. according to a recently unearthed u.s patent and trademark office assignment document ownership of the trademark switched between the companies in march 2023 about 13 months after the blockbuster games release
1: i saw something uh, this i think this first started pop up yesterday and i saw like i think it was sony was one investor and i think it was like another investor it might have been tencent or somebody that like that those investments helped from to then get back that Elden Ring or to, to acquire the Elden Ring IP from Bandai Namco, so it was kind of like a group effort of hey, let's put this into uh, into From Software's hands, which is interesting. Very
0: cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Every Smash Brothers character now has amiibo that you can go out and buy. Kevin, you can bring up this tweet. That'd be fantastic. It's just wild to see um, all of these different amiibo together. That the commitment that Nintendo made to these toys to life mm-hmm. that somehow is still going is wild
1: do you think there's somebody on nintendo's team that's like why did we do this like this has been 10 years of my life like when like patreon if it's like we have like some kind of like thing we need to send to everybody and yeah. joey's like at her desk try- trying to figure out logistics do you think there's like somebody at nintendo that was like ah oh, fuck, all right cool now with every dlc now i gotta figure out how to make a banjo kazooie <laughs> and get the rights to sell it I, I mean that's the thing is i do
0: feel like at a certain point it was a a labor of love and a passion project because there's there was so much more commitment to Amiibo than I would have ever foreseen yeah. across so many of their their games, even like some smaller titles that were like, okay, you're really doing this. But then you look at Smash Brothers, and they made a character uh, Amiibo for every character, including Cloud and Sephiroth and Sora. It's, it's like, insane. it's wild. To and look Minecraft, at this, man, man. and like they just went so hard, and it's just. Do
1: you think Switch Two has Amiibo functionality? I don't. That's Nintendo, fucked up, though. Right? Actually,
0: you know what? Maybe has, I do. If you have I do, Smash Ultimate on it, yeah, I I, I think that they will. I think
1: they will. But, like, do NFC. you think Nintendo's, like... Do you think at some point they're like, fuck, we shouldn't have done this? <laughs> like, like nope. none of our games use Amiibo anymore. But they do. That's the thing. Like, like a like,
0: little bit. A little. But that's all that it needs. Like, I, I feel like it serves the people that they're trying to... I will say I don't think... The, now that the Smash is done, I don't foresee Amiibo being something... Um,
1: like new Amiibos? The,
0: new Amiibos. But I think that the NFC... I, I'm i not a scientist here. Yeah. I don't think adding NFC is going to really,
1: like... That's, like, a big raise thing. Raise the, uh, the cost too much. I think it just kind of, like is built into the tech. I'd love a report to come out that's like yeah like switches cost $150 more because of the NFC functionality, yeah exactly but they can't go back on it
0: um and then Skull and Bones is out today everybody on PC PS5 and Xbox Series X happy birthday Andy Cortez that Insane. one is for you um and also Mario versus Donkey Kong
1: he almost got you he almost got it. Mario vs.
0: Donkey Kong <laughs> is out on Switch today. Kevin Roman banana. Wrote, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Banana Nana edition. It misspelled banana. <laughs> no, right.
2: no, it was on purpose. I thought it would sound like, I, but more not like of a, a gimmick. I, I, You know what's funny,
0: Kev? Yeah. I, w- I was about to just read it. Like, I would have just read it, but I was like, more caught off guard where I'm like, that game doesn't have a subtitle. Like, I, I, it wasn't <laughs> that. It was just the fact that I was in my own ass, nerdy ass head of like, yeah. There was no... March of the Minis was the single. <laughs> I'm a March fucking of the minis. goddamn nerd, man. Um, What a show this has been. We did pretty good. We got through a whole bunch of news stories a lot faster than I expected to towards the end there. I thought this was going to be a 10-hour
1: show. No, it was a lighter news day. Yeah.
0: So, so we have Super Chats, though. So I want to oh. keep going through some of those. Um, Brandon says, yo, bless. Bring that energy from the podcast with Andy.
1: Oh, like the KFG did you listen to KFG earlier in the I haven't. And I heard
0: I heard stories, but I haven't actually seen it. It was a them very themselves. good episode. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But like it's that thing where you can only, you can only do that every every now and then. You know, yeah. I can't bring that for, for every episode. No, I you know, it. it has I to be a it. special We've episode. We've had
0: some good ones this week though. Me That's Best and thing
1: is I was telling I was telling, uh Andy and Barrett off air, right? I saw mm-hmm. Ben Hansen tweet it out or over the weekend that um he said Friends Per Second is the best video game podcast right now. Mm-hmm. I heard that and I was like, I'm going to take that personally. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm going to bring in an energy this week Good. into KFD. I'm proud of you. It's been a fun energy. This K H D needs to be the best video game podcast. I obviously respect for FPS and I actually love FPS. Friendly rivalry. You know? Oh, so nothing friendly about it. Nothing. <laughs> no, <laughs> fucking kill them. Kill the skill up. Show up and let's fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. he's, a, he's a big, strong dude, He's man. a very big, strong man <laughs> from Australia, so he would probably body slam me. I like it, though.
0: I, I feel like me and Jake Baldino are like actually the same person in a lot of ways oh, like, i, I feel like it. we
1: will cancel each other out i would have to take on lucy yeah <laughs> i think yeah. and then send greg out good luck up. man i don't know yeah i feel like me and lucy are evenly matched i feel like it would be like when like goku fighting vegeta and fight- <laughs> dragon ball z yeah. it'd be the thing where we do all the punches and kicks real fast meanwhile like you guys are over here fighting the other guys i mean slow. I, you know i i kind of like this though
0: you lose Luce... fighting lucy <laughs> no well, just more as a concept but you you and lucy
1: me and Jake, yeah. and Greg and, and Ralph, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Greg and Ralph, yeah. I feel like that's the matchup right there. I don't know. Should we do we do a creator clash? Fucking pay per view. Do a creator clash. <laughs>
0: uh, what else we got here? Uh, Ponus Prime says Mario Kart Nine needs to be super Crash Bros. All Nintendo characters, and with them just finishing Mario Kart 8's course packs, I still think it's two ways, two years away at least. It's interesting, man. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. The thing with the Mario Kart team is they made arms. Or they they ported Mario Kart 8. They made arms and then were silent for so for many years. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden we get all these booster packs coming to um the uh, the Mario Kart 8, the uh, all the the DLC. That stuff's done now, though. So yeah. I feel like with that, it's like I, I also just can't imagine that that took their entire team's energy and everything for the last five years or so. So I think Mario Kart 8 is way sooner. than like, I would, Dude,
1: I would love, and I don't know what show this is or what form. Maybe this, maybe it's this a t- kind of funny stream. Like us, me and you, mm-hmm. to play like separate Nintendo executives and give our pitches for the uh, Switch 2's first two-year plan. I love this. And go, all right, this is launch day. Launch window. First year. Second Let's year. Let's just shoot fake directs. That'd be sick. I would. I would actually love to do a fake direct. Yeah, we got to figure out how to how yeah, do this I like because it. I think I like, like I think me and you could break it down real well. Uh-huh.
0: That's great. Um, and in terms of the Smash Brothers type thing of everyone is here, I, I do think that they'll do that to some extent. But like I, I don't think you get rid of the name Mario Kart. Like, I, no matter how many times we've said Nintendo Kart or whatever, it's like it's Mario Kart, man.
1: Yeah, I feel like Mario Kart is the one. It's the brand. Yeah. Um,
0: but even Mario Kart 8, like, we ended up getting Animal Crossing characters and Link and um, um, other characters. Yeah. There was a Mercedes-Benz in there.
1: There was a Mercedes-Benz. Um,
0: Brendan says, huge missed opportunity if they don't call it Nintendo Super Switch. Uh, the Super <laughs> Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Super Switch. I feel like the Super is the name that I would prefer the most, but that's because I'm an old man and yeah. the super nintendo is very near and dear to my heart it's the switch 2, everybody
1: i think these are cool names like i think it'd be i'd be like like i like how they sound i just think on the marketing side wii u man that just tainted everything where i think you can't run the risk of people not realizing it's a new console new I, platform
0: i will say i'm so with you and that's i think that in my my argument i know we're going along but i need yeah. to fucking say this I really believe it's two because I think that that is the best way for them to explain what this is.
1: I think Switch Two is the closest. They, I like. I don't think they get cute with it though. Yeah.
0: I think if you're going to if you're going to commit like, to the Switch branding, this is the you, next. It has to switch, be the Switch Two. Right. But I do think that there is a difference between Super Switch and Wii U. Wii U people are like, what the fuck is U? I don't understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Super
1: Switch implies <laughs> it's better. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh yeah, Super. I get what that means. I I, I think so though. I, uh-huh. I think it's like it's a it's a better Switch. Which I think is Yeah, but like even I look at that and I'm like, All right, so like a Switch Pro or like is this a new console or is this a like half thing? I'm I with think you man. gotta commit fully switch fucking two. You gotta everybody. commit fully.
0: Uh, Ty Hendo seven one seven um says, Are you guys gonna cover the six hundred and eighty million dollar lawsuit against Activision because of Call of Duty? I am unfamiliar with what you were talking
1: about. Is this like with the FTC do it, suing them again? Or not suing them again, but like kinda going back and being like, We gotta talk about this again because we talked about that, but I don't know about the big lawsuit over Call of Duty. Let yeah. me know, chat. I guess that's a year wrong, maybe. Um, also, I have a piece of advice for me right in with that kind of stuff. Link an article. because yeah, it's, re- it's really easy to like click over to an article and go, oh, this is what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, Voss says, if March will.
0: Oh, if it's March, will GTA overshadow Switch 2? And so does yeah, it need I li- GTA?
1: I like this question. Oh, yeah, it's
0: good, dude. I don't
1: think. I don't. Oh. I don't think you put a GTA out in March.
0: I think GTA I is
1: a fall title. I agree. Yeah. And so I think the way next year goes is switch to, let's say in March and then GTA sometime in fall. That mm-hmm. said, if, if they somehow came out in the same, let's say two month span, what happens? <laughs> like does the world end? <laughs> I mean, yeah, real, I,
0: this is a brave take bless. Be brave. I think Grand Theft Auto is going to be the biggest thing in the world. Do you think bigger than a new Nintendo console? I do. I do. I mean, like jokes aside, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think GTA is it's a, it's the thing. I don't think you get possibly bigger than that. I think Grand so, Th- a new Grand Theft Auto is as big as uh, the Force Awakens for Star Wars.
1: Okay, but a new Nintendo console is as big as a Nintendo console. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it, I like I, okay. I like this thought exercise. So say, you know, <laughs> this fall, October third, twenty twenty three, both companies. Happen to announce their th- things at the same time, not realizing that the other already has a date, right? And they are both announced for March. GTA Six is coming out in March. Nintendo Switch Two is coming out in March. Yeah, who moves? You I, think you think Nintendo moves because of Grand Theft Auto? I real talk, I don't think either move. I think that they they both. You think the, you think they just happen to come out at the same time, and or no, you think they come out at the same time I, and they just? Deal I don't with think it? That either of them would move. I think GTA moves. no GTA. i I think gta moves for a new nintendo console
0: oh man no way dude i first i just don't think either move i I think that they are speaking to different audiences and they both have the confidence of like it's not going to affect them and i real talk don't think it'll affect them that much um having said that though Mm -hmm. i think any metric we're looking at gta wins
1: really over a new nintendo console i mean what do you what what potential argument do you have sales I guess I'm just talking about, like, Mindshare and, like, yeah. social media and people, like, owning the moment, right? I think I think a new Nintendo console owns the moment more than a ah, single, than any singular video game. I don't think, honestly,
0: I don't even think there's a chance. Really? Because think about this. Like, think about what is the excitement of a Nintendo hardware. It's whatever the gimmick of the hardware is, the shiny new thing, and the software to back it up. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the, the shiny new thing, whatever this is, especially if it's just going to be a Switch 2, no matter what... How shiny it is, it's not even gonna be as shiny as the PS5. So it's not like the tech itself is gonna be wowing and like, holy shit. Yeah, but
1: it's gonna have some bullshit to it. It's gonna be exciting. You remember but, when they announced the Joy Cons? We were like, what the fuck are these things? Yeah, like, that like, was exciting. It was, but compare that to Grand Theft Auto but 6. Like, but you also have brain, like, you have like, what? Uh, it's, let's say they launch with a Snipperclips new, 2. new 3D Mario yeah. <laughs> and Clips 2. They're also gonna have, like, the launch line. I think a new Switch hardware with. Let's say Mario through new 3D Mario plus like whatever that launch lineup looks like. Plus, I'm telling you I this think right that's now, more hype than GTA. The more
0: we talk about this, I <laughs> literally think that if we're talking GTA 6 versus Switch 2 launching with a 3D Mario, Metroid Prime, and Mario Kart, you're, GTA still you're insane. That's still, an insane thing. Still wins.
1: That's insane. I think the console alone is enough. To, I, I think the that's mind share of it, the console alone. A new Nintendo console. Grand Theft. Auto. We got to pull the people. We got to go to the people. This is great. This is great. A lot of people are saying I'm crazy. Everybody's saying Tim's right
0: um there we go that's it that was super chats. what a fun show That was a great show thank y'all for hanging out with us we're about to get ready for kind of funny game showdown uh one of my favorite shows if not my favorite show to do here at kind of funny uh if you're watching live on twitch you can just hang out we'll be on the same stream but if you're watching on youtube you got to make the jump to the different link uh very soon a link will go up for episode seven i want to say uh, perhaps six of kind of funny game showdown. You click there. We'll all be here. Six. We'll all be here to have a great time with you in just a few short minutes. Uh, but until
2: next time, I love you all. Goodbye.